I'm calling to order the Peace River Town Council regular meeting for Monday, July the 9th, 2018. And let the record show that the meeting started four minutes after five. Uh, Mr. Parker, are there any uh, additions to the agenda? Uh, yes, Your Worship. We have, uh, well, two and a half. I'm going to call it two and a half. Uh, the first one is the new business item, uh, number eight, uh, request for direction, uh, Shaftesbury Waterline, request for letter of support from MDP. Uh, the second one will be under unfinished business, downtown beautification update. And the third is just a more of an informal one. We do have a new employee, our superintendent of public works. And, and uh, we usually, when we have employees like that, we have them introduced to the council. And so if uh, Mr. McQuaid could just formally just introduce, and then we can continue on with the agenda, if that's okay with you, Your Worship. I'd like to introduce uh, Mr. Derek Neal, who is joining us today uh, as our new superintendent of public works. Uh, Derek has uh, brings about uh, 20 plus years of uh, civil and civil technology uh, experience with him, and uh, uh, the amount of uh, experience lately he's been working down in Edmonton on the Edmonton Transit or the underground LRT system, above ground system. <laughs> So, uh, Derek, just pass the microphone to you and just say a quick hello. Uh, how you all doing? Uh, I'm uh, from New Brunswick originally. I've been out here for a couple of years now. And uh, yeah, I've been working on the uh, LRT project in uh, Edmonton. And uh, I'm uh, familiar with uh, you know, your, uh, your water and sewer and your storm type uh, jobs and, uh, and, and, and civil civil end of things, building roads and that too, so hope it'll be an asset to everybody. Nice to meet you all. Welcome. So did you work for EPCOR as well and Edmonton uh, no, uh, Drainage? The, uh, it was, uh, I actually worked for uh, PME, who is uh, owned by Ellis Stone, which is one of the P3, P3 owners, so they're one of the owners of the project there, so yeah. Okay. Great. Welcome. I think there's an email from you in my name basket. <laughs> I think your priority has been set for tomorrow. Thank you. And there you go, sir. Those are the two additions uh, to the uh, uh, proposed uh, uh, agenda. Okay. Uh, motion to adopt as amended. Uh, take uh, Ms. Downing's all in favor. Here too. Um, so uh, that that takes us to the uh, adoption of the minutes. So the minutes of June the twenty fifth, twenty eighteen, regular council meeting. <coughs> so any uh, any corrections required there? Your Worship, I, uh, I did get a chance to uh, review them, and I certainly may put a motion on the floor to accept them. Just one very small item that perhaps Haley's just caught already. Uh, the motion 1806-286, just a, a capital on uh, on the Peace River Gold Cup. There's a, just a small typo there. But uh, other than that, I would put a motion on the floor to accept the June 25th minutes as written. Okay. And uh, right. see Mr. Good has a call. Oh, Mr. Good. Also, correction on a correction on motion 1806 288 uh, LGBTQ2S <laughs> rather than 5. I'll try my motion again. Is, uh, is it number 2S plus? Yes. Okay. The plus was there. Oh. And just one other little uh, item for council on um, basically item, last page of it, uh, item uh, 14, uh, the council forward leave the, we don't consider actually going to get the pop right here as uh, leaving the room that is part of this room, so we're actually removing those two sections. Okay. 
So your motion is as accept the minutes of the June 20th meeting. Yes, your worship. To, as to accept uh, minutes as amended. All in favor? Are there any public hearings, Mr. Parker? If there are none, your worship. Are there any presentations? There are none, your worship. Uh, no. Are there any bylaws to pass? There are none, your worship. And we're now at unfinished business, and I believe downtown beautification. That is correct, Your Worship. Good evening. Uh, so this is simply a briefing note for Council's information, just to give you an update specifically with respect to the mural grant. Uh, as we previously discussed, the town received uh, four applications, two of which met the intent of the grant, and we were able to award that grant to both. So we have a, a mural going up on the side of the Peace River Brewing business, as well as the new uh, Great Canadian Dollar Store business. And the, the grant has been awarded, the money is in the hands of the business owners, and it is between them and the artists to get the, uh, the murals up and in place. And, once we do that, we will, they'll let us know and we'll be taking more pictures and spreading the news some more. But that part of the project is essentially done on our end now. Sounds good. So we'll need two of them. Do they, have, do they have a time limit that they're supposed to get it done this year? The, the agreement that we signed with them is that they have to have it done before the end of October 2018. But based on the conversations that I've had with both of them, I would be really surprised if we wouldn't didn't have them up by September long weekend. I think that's their goal. And uh, they've selected the artists, right? That's right. The building owners were the ones who selected the artists, and one of them selected Andrew Olivier, who did the moose mural that we started with, and the other person is working with Shannon Brown, who did last year's mural. So we know we're getting artists who have delivered in the past. Your Worship, if I could, could you talk a little bit about the theme? What, uh, what, what, what theme are you following? Uh, we don't have a specific theme for the murals. So the, the, each application came forward and described to us what they would like to put on the wall. And as long as it kind of met the criteria that we had, you know, no specific logos or things like that, and it, it jived um, with being colorful and fun and interesting and adding some vibrancy, we, we didn't edit too much in terms of content. So it is the building owner's vision is what's coming forward. And uh, Shannon Brown, I understand that she, she was commissioned by Krista Freeman to do a, a painting. That I was, saw that uh, as well, yeah. And it's the, uh, the Canada flag on the side of the uh, the farm shed coming out of the, uh, the Smoky Valley. So, yeah, that's good looking. Correct. Stretches from Ottawa to Peace River. Yeah. Good. Uh, probably a motion to accept for information. Mr. Good. All in favor? That takes us to new business. And item one was request for decision regarding the capital budget. Pat. Pats Creek Remediation Project. Council, uh, one correction that it's not a request for a decision for this one, it is just being presented as a briefing note at this point in time. So before you, uh, just want to bring you uh, up to date on uh, the Pats Creek remediation project, uh, which was substantially complete last year, uh, but going through our funding reconciliation as part of that project, we have approximately $1 million of proof funding remaining in the grant. So the town may apply to reopen the grant and we've kind of explored this option with the province uh, for the purpose of doing additional mitigation work on Pats Creek. So in 2015, the province released the Peace River Basin 
uh, flood mitigation study, which concludes that the existing Pat's Creek culvert has a limited lifespan and will require substantial additional remediation in the future. And this is up and above the remediation that we have taken place over the last two years. So in, within that report, you know, we're looking at trying to get 20, 25 years out of the remediation that we've just uh, taken place onto that culvert. So one of the things that we wanted to look at was uh, applying uh, part of that million dollars towards uh, an necessary or looking at uh, in the future moving uh, the existing ice barrier further within the culvert to reduce ice damage. Uh, that there was a fairly minor cost that one. More uh, the one that uh, we were looking at the bulk of that one million dollars to, to fund would be to engage an engineering firm to conduct a piece building study to determine to re, uh, determine what remediation options we would have available open to us to either replace that culvert or or to daylight the culvert, but to provide some options and to also provide us with with some associated costs with those options. And then a detailed design work plan for the selected, selected option. Based on that, we would be able to be in a position to apply for further funding uh, once we have an approved option plan uh, in place. So the expected cost for uh, both doing the feasibility study and then out of that feasibility getting uh, a set of documents up to uh, getting some construction documents ready up to tender stage would be about 385000 So 90% of that would be eligible for funding under the grant uh, as it stands right now. So in undertaking this work now, while fund are done with the grant, the council would be able to incorporate large-scale remediation work into future capital budget plans and undertake a phased approach uh, to this work. So what we're looking at would be to uh, proceed with this, but also look at uh, about 385000 So we would be looking at uh, $38,500 of that being town funds. We would look at that being included in the 2019 budget. Here. So we're not looking at actually funding that this funding year. We would be looking at tearing that out into the 2019 funding year and talk to the province about that and they're open to carrying uh, that uh, the matching or the, 90, the other 90% uh, matching they're looking at uh, being able to do that in 2019 as well and they're willing to carry the grant funds forward uh, to match that back home. Do you have any questions around that? Um, no, I don't have any questions. And there's lots of other questions from the left wing of the party. <laughs> um, so Mr. Mayor and uh, Mr. McQuaig, so the, the 385,000 would do a feasibility study to move this ice thing, and it also does some engineering plans for the whole thing? Yeah, the 38,000 uh, would be to move the... Uh, skirts on front of Pass Creek back, it's only probably about $7,500. So that there, it's an easy one, whether we pick it up or we include the grant funding and pay our $750 part of that. The, the major one I'm looking at is $385,000 for, is for the feasibility study. And then out of that feasibility study, being able to select an option, and then proceed with detailed design uh, to get that up to tender stage. So that way we've got the project ready to go if, uh, if we can find grant funding uh, within the next 20 years, if we find some grant funding uh, falling out of the sky that we can kind of use this and apply this to, then it would be ready to go. So detailed plans would last for 20 years yes. without having to redo we, them? We probably you might have to make minor adjustments onto it, but I think on the whole that should pretty pretty much stand up for 20 years for a set of detail plans. I mean, even dust them off and update them would be take minimal effort to do that. It's important to have shovel-ready projects to go, so I need to 
Because as you know, those application deadlines, sometimes they're so short that <laughs> you really can't, can't have a project together in that short period of time. And basically it would be a design that follows the same pathway or there could be a totally different Well, and way. that's one of the options we can, that's been proposed within that mitigation study too, is, you know, they looked at one, redoing uh, the culvert where it is and just kind of carrying it and redoing it. One is to open it up in daylight that creek again and revert it back to its natural pathway. And the third one would be probably looking at diverting that creek around into a more suitable channel that would kind of go around the existing infrastructure. Yeah. Just one comment more for record keeping the date submitted um, is July 9, 2019. Um, to just probably correct that just for the record. Somebody digs it up later, it makes sense. Date. Just the submission date, that's all. The submission date, it's just for future oh, record keeping. If somebody looks at it, they're going to have the wrong date on it. Yeah. The right wing of the party have any questions? Uh, well, we've got to <coughs> have a balanced discussion here. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, Your Worship and, uh, and Jim, I just, uh, I understand the briefing note. I'm familiar with Paps Creek and 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 uh, the flood problems that we've had. But just if sort of back the bus up to the Peace River Basin Flood Mitigation Study of 2015. So I, I realize what your briefing note is focused on and what we're focused on, but are you aware of any work that's being done in the county uh, in terms of uh, some of the inflows or other structures that divert water or drain water into Paps Creek? Is there is there any part of this work or are they doing anything to alleviate some of the downstream effects, i.e. a Peace River or yeah, not that I know of. No, uh, I've been in conversation uh, with uh, County Northern Sunrise and uh, talked briefly about but I don't know if they've they, they, they any plans okay. towards that. <laughs> Okay, thank you, Mr. McQuig. Uh, <clears throat> One motion to accept the information. Yeah, please. All in favor? And uh, the next item was a request for decision on a proposed subdivision application 18NK014. without council's blessing because the proposed subdivision uh, it creates two lots, one of which, well, both of which do not meet the width requirements of the land use bylaw. So what we've provided is the application that was referred from MMSA to Peace River. And on one of the pages, one of the site plans, I have shown the extent um, of both the site triangle, because this is a corner lot up in Upper West Peace, and also what would be the buildable area uh, if the house that is currently on that site were ever to come down, because it is quite a small and old house. And while that's not a part of this particular application, um, it is conceivable that in the future that house would come down. We wanted to ensure that going forward, there's still a buildable space on the lot. So definitely, and we can see that there is a sufficient amount of space that the lot could be built on in the future with a single detached dwelling, which would be the, the standard use that is enabled in that area. And um, oh, lost my train of thought. Oh, and the uh, the buildable area and the site triangle don't encroach on each other, so it should not be a problem in terms of it being a smaller than normal width with respect to the corner and uh, safety from a perspective. There is a, currently a house on that site, and based on the subdivision application, 
we don't have any authority to ask them to remove it or anything like that. What we do have the authority to do is require the applicants to enter into an encroachment agreement with the town, which is not something that exists today. And given that they are encroaching onto public land, that would definitely be our recommendation and our intent going forward. So when the town provides the feedback back to MMSA, we'll be stating that an encroachment agreement should be one of the conditions of the subdivision and it would get registered on title prior to the subdivision being finalized. And I can take any questions that you might have. There's no questions? In that case, we are asking that council um, recommend to the subdivision authority that a variance to the width of the site requirement for lot one and two uh, from 16.76 meters to 15.24 meters for subdivision application 18MK013 uh, be granted with the condition of the encroachment agreement. So this doesn't just go to MPC? Uh, no, this very explicitly in the land use bylaw it states that this has to come before council. Someone want to make a motion on that? I still move. Okay. And uh, all in favor? Thank you. Sorry, can you just clarify that motion? So it'll be you, it'd be uh, as recommendation. So as the recommendation exactly. Option one. Or right here. And the uh, third item under new business was? <coughs> that was just the introduction there, sir. No. Oh, Shesbury. Yeah, sorry, Shesbury, sorry. Shesbury, one, one, sir. Okay. And who's, who's uh, speaking to that? Last week uh, on Friday, we received uh, a letter from uh, the uh, CAO of uh, MDFEs asking if uh, we could uh, write a letter uh, in support of their application of the extension of the Chester waterline. Uh, we have done this in the past, and uh, it's just uh, it's just reconfirming that we're uh, agreeing uh, uh, to this extension. Uh, it helps them move on with their Alberta Community Partnership Program uh, funding. Uh, they might or might not receive funding with it, but it, uh, it, um, it, as everyone knows, we did have our plant expanded so that we could um, try and get water out to our municipal partners. So it's, they just need this uh, letter of uh, support from the town council. There's no financial contribution from us. It's just a letter of support. Any questions? Is there any plans for the jail to tie into the Shaftesbury Water? We, we have had uh, meetings with uh, uh, the province on that, and uh, it's in their court right now still. Okay. And where are we at on the, uh, the study to update the, uh, the costing, the charge-out rates for water and sewer? Mr. Town can probably assist on that one. Council should probably see that in September. There'll be a, a rate review and analysis, and we'll bring forward options on if Council wants to consider um, a fixed cost component to the water building and the ramifications of an optionality around doing that. Right. And, well, we, we probably need it just to set the rates for the Shaftesbury Water Co op as well as the line out to Dixonville. So it'll, it'll help justify that, those, those rates that we do charge, yes. Okay. Uh, somebody want to make a motion on this letter of support? Mr. Good? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, so your motion is to... I move to write a letter of support for the ambulance regarding the extension of the water line. Okay. All in favor? 
access to, uh, to reports. Maybe what we'll do is uh, we'll actually take a five, ten minute break. We'll take a five minute break here. Recess. Um, so that takes us to reports. Uh, the first one on the block is the Engineering and Infrastructure Monthly Report. Um, is there anything sp specifically there, Mr. McQuaid, that you want to highlight? And then we'll take questions on that. I think the, the primary thing I wanted to highlight was uh, just starting up with our 2018 neighborhood renewal project. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we're starting that early this week, uh, starting with our temporary water for residents up in that neighborhood and getting things staged up in that uh, area. Uh, we've had a lot of comment on uh, tree cutting, we had a lot of concern around some of the heritage, designated heritage trees on River Road, and, and we were aware of those and we've got those scheduled to, to remain, and what we're doing with those ones is uh, when we come up to those areas, we'll be putting in a trench box so we don't have to increase our trench widths uh, in those particular areas, but all the other areas, uh, we have uh, been in conversation with our residents previously with that, that those trees would be coming in. So, uh, but we had a pretty good discussion uh, probably a couple weeks ago uh, with your superintendents, and I think Councilor Needham was there as well, and we had a fairly honest and frank discussion with the residents, especially up on one or third street, about uh, some of the inconveniences that they were going to experience over the next couple of weeks. So I think everybody's well aware of that. Uh, and we've had some residents come in since then, and, and which we've sat down with and kind of explained the program. And you know, uh, once I understood what uh, we were doing, and couple of things that we're trying to make life as easy as possible during that period, but we were much appreciative for the information. And, uh, so we're going forward uh, on that project. The, uh, right now we're just trying to get uh, a number of different tenders out the door for other engineering projects. And now that uh, I've got my new superintendent in place, hopefully that will free up a lot more of my time so we can uh, Spend some energy uh, getting back on track on those. And Reservoir 353, that's being done in conjunction with the neighborhood renewal? Uh, the Reservoir 365. Oh, okay. uh, so, on that project there, uh, we're going to be putting out the RP to get the engineering finished off on 365. But yes, it will be done in conjunction with the neighborhood renewal project, and that uh, when we design. The neighborhood renewal project, we've kind of done that in concert with the water modeling that we have in place that, uh, uh, and all the changes that we're looking at for Reservoir 365. Okay. Okay, other questions for Mr. McQuaid? Mr. Neal? Just, uh, thanks, uh, Your Worship. Just a, a quick one, uh, Jim, working all the way ahead to uh, the off-site levy discussion. I know we've Kick this around a couple times, and I see you're making some progress here. Uh, when the when you when you're going to come back with a land use a draft land use bylaw, are you thinking we're going to have some public sessions as we did with the neighborhood renewal program, or is there going to be an opportunity to do uh, well, some more public input? I guess is basically what I'm saying. But um, is there are you thinking of an open house related to this once the draft is done, or? Would it come to council for a discussion, and then we decide uh, where to go? Well, I think at this point, you know, we always looked at, you know, part of the process is having a public hearing. Uh, we could take that one additional step and have an open house on that uh, for residents to come in to discuss that. Yeah, that no, would that be more of a council direction. Sure. No, fair enough. No, I just if uh, that's fair, I, I've got a couple of business uh, owners that have talked to me in the past about uh, off-site levies and I 
certainly like to make them aware of what what we've got for documentation so they have an opportunity to review it. So whether it's in a public form or whether we simply direct it to them uh, when the draft is available, e either way would work. But uh, thanks for that. I'll, uh, I'll stand by. Ms. Ms. Magic? Uh, several questions. Um, <coughs> one, um, could you just explain a little further the 103rd Street, right? Um, where will the residents park? Like, huh? I didn't get to your meeting, so um, just generally, what's the deal? So generally, I think it was down towards about 105th Street. Maybe uh, if you came came up and we put Google Earth or Bing Maps on, we could uh, uh, probably. I don't mean to delay you, Mr. McCraig, but uh, I think if people see the visual, it'll uh, eliminate some questions and confusion. Maybe everyone should have come to the neighborhood when you'll be. Where's Tim's house? So the project limits are from here going all the way up to 115th Avenue. And basically the construction laydown site is in this area here. Uh, where we're looking at putting uh, some bins for garbage collection. Uh, we'll be able to do normal garbage collection, it looks like, this week. But uh, when we close off this area here as we progress on construction, we'll uh, put a couple six-yard bins in this location for residents to put their trash in, as well as the, the uh, Canada Post uh, mail delivery. We're looking at taking here and temporarily relocating it down over here. Uh, to accommodate residents. While this area is being closed, uh, the contractor will have uh, like a, a gator type uh, vehicle to ferry residents and if they have groceries or anything like that, to be able to ferry them back and forth along that route. Uh, for resident parking, they say they will have open around this area and in this area and we'll be encouraging our other residents 
in the, the area there to make <coughs> maximum use of the driveways and to keep off the streets to allow these residents to, to use this area for parking. Uh, one of the other things that we did discuss at the neighborhood meeting was any recreational vehicles or, or boats that residents might have in here. Uh, if they could re relocate them down to Centennial parking lot and secure them there, if they wanted to be able to use them during the construction period. So that way, you know, would, would uh, enable to, to still uh, use their uh, equipment uh, during that period. So basically, to answer your question, uh, Councillor Manser is, or is, uh, is parking around in those areas there. And the entire neighborhood has been made aware, not just the 103rd people. Well, essentially the meeting was for the affected residents there. So, uh, I, But we have informed the residents around here as well. Okay. Okay. Kind of answers my question on that one. So we're, uh, our contractor is doing some follow-up locations on there as well. Okay. Thank you for that. I have a totally different topic. I'll go ahead. Okay. Um, I noticed that um, it's mentioned in here that the um, those the people on those I forget. Anyways, they were doing a safe sidewalk. Canada was yes. doing its um, its work to assess sidewalks. So by assessing sidewalks, I would understand that that means condition of sidewalks and if there's bumps and stuff, for wheelchairs where they come off the sidewalk, hit the curb, and have the Yes, they're looking for uh, a number of things in there. One, they're looking for trip hazards, they're looking for accessibility issues, they're looking for uh, just the, the state of the actual sidewalk as well. And, and so through those, they're assigning a condition rating to them from one to five. So, and, and to kind of address what the, the degree of severity and the need for replacement of that particular sidewalk is. Okay, so my question goes back to my ongoing question about um, uh, parking stall at the movie theater for handicapped. Is yes. that is this getting to that or is that the no, town that deciding? Would, that would, that's going to be part of our accessibility study which uh, myself and Director Bell are actually conducting on Wednesday. On Wednesday we'll be going and connecting, conducting an accessibility audit and we'll be looking, that would be part and parcel of that. Good, because I'm informed that we really need a parking stall there that's for handicapped. And uh, we're looking at that, and we're just looking at overall accessibility, including handicapped spots. Okay, thank you. Any other questions? Um, Jim, I see that this, of course, is June's report, but I'm just wondering how the 99th Street slide is progressing, how things are going. So we had water rain. So the 99th Street slide, we're just getting to the tail end of the pile wall construction. They're just starting on their last row of anchors on that top on the top pile wall, and once they have removed that and finished uh, that bowl piece, they can start tidying up and vacating uh, off the premises. And then uh, McMillan can come in up on the, on the next uh, phase of the project, which is repairing all the underground infrastructure uh, up top and. So they're going to have two priorities uh, right off the get-go that we've kind of assigned to them. One is uh, the sanitary line that is up on 99th Street that needs to get relocated. That's kind of my first priority uh, because that's the one that's most at risk and getting that uh, relocated uh, to the north and bringing that down the hill so we can get rid of that pump that's up there. The second priority is right around in Waterworks below is trying to uh, get all that dirt that we've had to pile up to sustain the pile wall while it's constructed. We can now take all that dirt away and you know get waterworks back up and running, get their sea cans put back in place where, where uh, we need to be and you know, trying to get them a little more operational to what what they have been to date. Okay, uh, uh, under uh Engineering operations and maintenance. You had the uh, uh, working on water break asphalt repairs. So, which ones are these 
And I take it these ones will, the, even the one on Main Street is our responsibility, not Alberta Transportation. That's correct, since that was our water break, it's right. our responsibility to, to bring the asphalt back into compliance. Right. And uh, is it just just one? That uh, one area? Or no, is it probably about uh, six or seven water breaks that we have asphalt and we need repairs. And it's just looking at, you know, if it were under that 50000 it's something, you know, we could probably go right to the contractor for. But now that we're starting getting into the neighborhood where the asphalt replacement, the total is probably going to be in excess of 50000 we're going to have to put that out to tender. So we're just right. in the mid We've got uh, all our scheduled quantities and the locations defined and, and maps made up for finish up. The last portion to get that out to tender and that way we can get it. And it'll be a pretty quick tender, so but we do anticipate that asphalt being as late as August, early September. Oh, okay. Right. And uh, I thought the construction and con consulting three-year uh, standing agreement didn't we sign that last year? Uh, uh, no, we haven't. We worship. Oh, so this is separate from the. Uh, <coughs> from the neighborhood renewal? Yes. Uh, yeah, this is services. just, uh, what I'm looking at that is more of our smaller projects where uh, it's under 50,000 engineering fees. And it just gives us the ability to, you know, uh, go to a particular consultant and just get the, the work started and done. Okay, good. Okay, uh, so the next one is the, um, the Corporate Services CAO monthly report. Uh, is there anything you want to highlight there, Mr. Parker? Um, the uh, camera conference that I went on was um, really interesting. Uh, the one thing that they were talking about is they were talking about the future of uh, how workers and uh, some of the challenges that we're going to be uh, receiving. And then they start talking about the, specifically the different types of employees that you'll be looking for. So before, if you take a look at it, is you had employees that worked for you for 40 years and then died. Uh, now it's, yeah, it sounds bad, but they were lifers, basically. Now what they're they're looking at, yeah, so now, oh, there's director Mel, I'm counting. <laughs> I keep on going. Anyway, uh, what's happening here is um, there's been a major dynamic shift of, of the type of employees, and it's, they're more like, okay, what, what are you going to be offering me? And... I have valuable skills for you, but what are you offering me? And it, it's really, um, they start going through these different personalities, and it was really kind of interesting. And of course, with the, uh, as you take a look at it, as uh, most municipal corporations, uh, uh, the people are getting older in the field, and it's harder to attract. And um, so they are really looking at, sometimes it's not just the money, it's, it's also the different types of um, flexible uh, work shifts. Uh, um, what what can you do to offer these uh, new employees something different so that they they'll they'll stay around? Um, so it was that was the main part of the conference, and they had a whole bunch of different uh, talks on that. Um, so that was the one thing that I, I found very enjoyable, and uh, a lot of food for thought. And also talked with our co uh, my colleagues about specifically some of the challenges that they were having. And of course, unfortunately, as you become to a northern community um, or a outskirts from a larger community, our, the challenges are exemplified. Um, we were talking uh, with some uh, some um, um, colleagues from like Mackenzie County of how they they have almost a difficult time finding skilled people in, in their communities. They offer them lots of money, but uh, the individuals are having a hard time uh, getting these skilled ones. So. Um, it, it's just interesting, and uh, we, we're probably going to be having some more challenges uh, in the next uh, few years. We're lucky we have a great crew uh, here, and uh, but we have to always look at succession planning. So with that, thank you very much, and uh, nothing more I'd like to... Okay, any questions for Mr. Mr. Parker? On, uh, on the report? Uh, so, uh, you, uh, Mr. Harris, you, you've changed up. I think the uh, the fire report. Do you want to speak to those? Speak to the the new format and the new uh, <laughs> items you're adding. Uh, 
So you had another structure fire. So um, yes, so that'll be it is in July, so it'll be included in the next report. Okay. There was a structure fire in the Terrace Trail Park on uh, last Wednesday. And can you share with us yet what the root cause was? Uh, the investigation is still ongoing. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. Anything else you want to underscore here in? Uh, in terms of bylaw statistics? Uh, no, unless there's any other questions. Any questions specifically for Mr. Harris? Okay, thank you, Mr. Harris. Thank you. Uh, uh, I was going to say Ms. Clark, but <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ms. Bell. Community Services Department. Uh, is there anything you want to underscore in the Community Services Department? I just wanted to highlight some of the work that the museum is doing um, just this past June, specifically uh, the work that they did out with the St. Augustine's mission at the sixth, or, sorry, 50th anniversary of the Peace River Correctional Center. Um, they were been directly involved in some reconciliation efforts and um, a specific ring was placed at the location and some signage updating some of the cemetery information at St. Augustine, Augustine's Mission, provincial uh, historical site. So um, a really great reconciliation step that the museum has been directly involved in. And their Indigenous Lunch and Learn had over 30 participants in June too. So, um, a little highlight for some good work that they're doing. Not that everyone else is doing good work. Okay. Any questions for Ms. Bell? If I may, Your Worship, just uh, Tanya on the uh, water play park, I, I know that uh, old man, uh, the, the weather dealt us a bad hand here when the crew was in, but so postponed till August. Uh, please tell me that's August 1st, not August 21st. I actually believe it's somewhere in the neighborhood of the 13th or 15th, sort of mid-August. Um, and we will be, again, it's weather dependent. Even a drop of moisture, um, the acrylic would not adhere to the surface and it would be a waste of funds. So pretty premier timing is required. However, we also have this company coming up and doing our Saddleback Park um, upgrade in September, so there may be opportunities if they can't obtain that date in August that they'll be able to align it with their, their other work that they'll be doing in town through the fall. Okay, no, well, I, I, guess, I guess you made my point. It's summer slips by and it'd be great to get some use out of it. So it, is this? It's it, still open. It's still, still okay. workable. It would just put it out of um, use for three days. So even if we move it to September, in some ways, that might not be a bad thing at all. So they, the contractor staged in Edmonton, yeah. balancing yeah. his schedule with yeah. weather and our schedule and right. all of those and logistical things. Yeah. All right. He'll have it done before the snowfall. <laughs> I don't even well. want to attempt it, but sorry. It's going to snow in September. So Tanya, I see that uh, Lori did three sessions at the Home Alone course. Yes. What? That's crazy. Yeah. That's so wonderful. And um, I'm looking at the Taxi Pass program. Mm -hmm. That's the number of rides in May or to until May? Uh, in May. Wow. Yeah. So where are we at in the? Is that high, low, medium? It, or it's a little lower. Okay. Um, and we would anticipate May, June, July numbers sort of dip down ever so slightly. So there's probably about a two to three hundred um, ride difference compared to a cooler, wetter months. Okay. Yeah. I didn't see anything here about the field house and the new naming of the field house. Yeah. Whoops. Um, <laughs> fine point. Uh, That's Canadian because it took this place this month. 
That's accurate. Uh, no. No, it would have been a June stat. I'll claim it in July, though. Um, so Canadian Natural Resources has sponsored the naming rights for the field house at 30000 a year for five years. So a really nice contribution and um, sort of illustrating their involvement in the community because they're fairly new to the Peace River area and they really wanted to get their name out. So that was a, a great um, match for us also. So there's more to come um, for other sponsors in the near future. And uh, yeah. what, what is there still up for, uh, for sponsor? So we have Child Play is pending. We have um, Fitness Center. We're holding on to the Fitness Center, though, until we see operationally what comes out of uh, requests for proposal for operations. Um, the community rooms and the running track and the ice service. And information for that can be found on our website. It's on our website. I, I would like to say underneath the, the um, multiplex project, but I don't recall if it's specifically posted there or not. I, I haven't yeah. been able to actually find it, so maybe we oh. should have another look okay. at that. Yeah, absolutely. I note that some trees have been planted in Kinsman Park. I miss that. So, also. Um, congratulations yeah, on that. Exactly. And it says also thank you to the Baptist Church for helping that. Yeah, they, they assisted with moving up some mulch. Unfortunately, the trees couldn't get planted that particular day that they were doing a work day because that was the same week that the water park was supposed to be uh, done and it rained for literally three or four days straight. So the park staff ended up planting them, but we do have another planting project in the fall for the um, picnic side of Kinsman. So a few more trees to come. Thank you. It looks yeah. great. Yeah. Thank you. I assume you'll be out there this time, Mr. Mr. Skidmore. What was going on then? That was uh, that was during <laughs> some. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah, fight global warming. I think I was in Halifax or something. Mr. Good. I'll move we accept the reports for information. Okay, I'll let her. A couple of comments. For me? Okay, go ahead. And just for council's awareness, I received, uh, this just happened on the weekend, um, I received a phone call on Saturday, uh, more of a safety concern with the large trucks coming out of the construction zone uh, for the bridge. And uh, all the rain we had, they were leaving quite the chunks of mud on the road, on River Road all the way around the corner up to 98th Street by Rogers Lock. So that information was passed on to Mr. Parker. And I'm not sure who cleaned it up, but uh, those streets were cleaned up by, uh, were clean on Sunday when I drove by, so thanks for getting that done so quick. The second item that happened, um, I received a, a text message with a a form to sign um, in regards to the downhill biking on the ski hill and with some sort of a waiver for for uh, Alberta Forest Service. So that information was also passed on to uh, to administration and administration expedited those forms and uh, to my understanding uh, of this weekend that uh, Alberta Forest Service and the, the volunteers of the Downhill Ski Club cut in five brand new uh, downhill bike trails this weekend. So. Okay. Good. Thank you, Mr. Ford. And that takes us to uh, information. Is the, so we have is it four items under information. Is there uh, any? Uh, is there anything uh, a councillor wants to underscore in any of the four information items? Okay. I'll move they're accepted for information. Okay. All in favor? Um, are we going to action the uh, rail safety week item, or are we going to do that later during the actual rail safety week of September 23rd? Yeah, no one's uh, asked me. From CN there. 
Uh, no one's asked me to sign a proclamation, so. We sent you an email. Did you send me an email? I need to send that just now. No, but two weeks ago. Okay. Autumn can handle it. So, Autumn, uh, Ms. Yuma is going to put together a proclamation. Yeah, I'll sign it. Maybe you should make a motion to. Well, we'll uh, vacate your motion and we'll have uh, Mr. Sam It can be done later. I mean, it's not till the 23rd of September, so if it happens at well, a different we could, meeting. We could do it now. Proclaim, is it a week? Yeah. A whole week. Okay. So if you can make that motion. I will proclaim, make a motion that we have Mr. Parker direct Ms. Hume to draw up a proclamation for Stay the Hell Off the Tracks Week. September 23rd to 29th. Stay, off the he stay the hell off the tracks. Did you get that, Anish? I want that verbatim. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so your worship, I'm really glad that uh, Mr. Scamhorn pointed that out um, because actually the letter asks for more than just a proclamation. The letter asks for uh, information on anything that we thought we would do to participate in rail safety. And I thought of a really great slogan just now. <laughs> you did. You really did come up with the slogan. And uh, but I'm wondering if there is a way for the for the town to participate a little bit more in the Rail Safety Week simply by running um, some information on our website about rail safety because we we do have some. Well, no, actually, I think all our rail sites are late. Um, I think there's nine monitored, right? Well. We could have uh, Victorian tea or uh, Edwardian whiskey at the NAR that day. Perhaps, Your Worship, I know CN also publishes uh, a public complaints <coughs> line number. It's a 1-800 number. Uh, we could perhaps tie that in. This, this relates to, uh, I guess, anything around rail safety. I guess it's graffiti. I guess it's... Uh, Loud whistles in your community. It's uh, long waits at crossing, but perhaps if this is what Councillor Downing is driving at, we could uh, certainly declare this this week as suggested. But maybe uh, if administration doesn't have that information, I I have the business card and the phone number on it. I believe I passed it along to Mr. Harris, but uh, if I didn't, I do have that, and so we could maybe beef that up a little bit. Um, perhaps perhaps that would work. Yeah, your Worship and, and Council, what we can do is staff can come back with a couple of ideas also of how we can promote uh, just the overall idea of rail safety. Okay, uh, uh, Mr. Scamahorn's motion for uh, ra uh, rail proclamation for Rail Safety Week. I'll invite it. Passed. And I'll Mr. Okay. And Mr. Oh. Okay, Chris. So if it's still up for grabs, um, the subdivision application, do we as a town council just say accepting that for information, or do we say we have no problems with it, or what do we formally tell the MDFPs? Ms. Modi. view of minimizing administrative effort where possible, I think that if you don't have comments, we can just not respond. So Mr. Good's motion is for information items 10.1, 10.2, and I mean 10.1, 10.3, and 10.4, or be accepted for information. All in favor? Uh, that takes us to notice of motion. Are there any notices of motion, Mr. Parker? There are none, Your Worship. Okay, this is an opportunity for comments from the public. Uh, so if the public has comments, if they wish to come up to the speaker's table and uh, state their name and their place of residence, and, uh, and they have two minutes. First call. Second call, third call, neither hearing nor seeing members from members of the public from the gallery stepping forward. Uh, we will move on to key communication items. 
this is an opportunity for the press to uh, just highlight items of interest and if they need any sound bites and or uh, want to have any interviews, we can arrange those at this point. Sure. Okay. I will. Uh, you can speak to me. Okay. And does anyone want to get a photo? I can take a picture of the progress of the murals. So, yeah. yeah, when they get going, I yeah, think sure. we'll probably actually arrange something. Okay. Uh, so, are you available tomorrow? Uh, letter or? I yeah, and well, I'm available for a soundbite as well. Okay. Uh, do you want to do that tonight, or do you want to do that uh, tomorrow morning? Um, tonight would be the best. Okay. Okay. Um, Mr. Ford? Yes, Your Worship. I'd like to take the opportunity to thank our uh, two people from the press here for uh, giving me a hand with the crime prevention piece that we rolled out the last two weeks. I just really appreciate your help with the communications piece on that. Thank you very much. And uh, for the town, are you covering for Ms. Yu, Mr. Parker, or? Uh, it's covering for him. Yeah, there's someone covering for yeah, Ms. Yu. Yeah, Stephanie, and also, um, 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 yes. Alana. Alana. Okay, but there isn't, uh, they're not here today, so, okay. Um, and then we will recess.